Episode 14, Hey Love Podcast. I would be very careful in this line here where you say it's your witness I'm thinking about. I would keep it from pointing fingers and keep it more in the, your whole position in this is we are all on the same team. Welcome to Hey Love, engaging the introverted woman in soul care, spirituality, and social spaces. Here, it's all about relationships. Hey love, I'm so glad to have you today because I'm going to bring you into the process as I go about having a hard conversation with someone. It's a very low-risk confrontation for me, so you can take a deep breath now. The other party is a retailing giant who has refused to carry a Christmas record by Amy Grant. If you've had the chance to listen to her interview, episodes 12 and 13, you'll agree with me that she was absolutely just giddy about this project, especially the relational aspect of the process and the way that each of the producers and she took a very um, personal approach to the mission bringing hope to people during what can be a very melancholy season for some of us. While I realize that these aren't reasons for said retailer to stock a product on their shelves, I believe there are plenty of reasons they should stock the product on their shelves. And I know that their decision to not carry Tennessee Christmas is not going to make a big difference for the sales of this record. Amy Grant's numbers are just as strong as ever, and she continues to tour as much as she did 20 years ago. It probably wouldn't make a dent if the retailer reversed their stance either. So I'm in no way mad about this. I'm not out to start a petition, and I am in... I'm certainly not inciting a protest or stand down or sit in or boycott or anything like that. I am just going to reach out to this retail giant because I feel like it's important to have certain communication skills if we're going to live and bloom in our relationships, which is what we always talk about here. Of course, the lessons you and I learned today can be applied to relationships with friends, co-workers, family members, you name it. So since we talk about this sort of thing all the time here on this podcast, I thought it'd be a good opportunity for us to be equipped on the right way to approach somebody. And I knew exactly who I needed to call to coach me on this, Heidi Pitek. Heidi earned her PhD in communication. Uh, she is an expert at communication at, at Hippo Solutions, where she serves as senior creative where she writes and facilitates interactive custom case studies with live actors for corporate clientele all the time. She's absolutely brilliant, and she teaches communication at a college here in town where the students call her Dr. P. But she and her hubby, Brian, have been friends of ours for years, so you and I are just going to be addressing her as Heidi. (laughs) In this episode, you're going to hear Heidi's feedback for me on a letter that I'm formulating to write to the retailer, who is Lifeway Christian Resources. This isn't exactly a David and Goliath scenario, but I do wonder if a big multi-dimensional, multi-million dollar company like Lifeway would even give me the time of day, a little unknown writer who records most of her podcast episodes from her linen closet. Hmm. Maybe, just maybe, they'll give me a meeting. 
It's worth a try. Even if nothing changes, that's the beauty here. I have nothing to lose or gain, really. But hopefully you and I will learn a thing or two. So I guess we do have something to gain. (laughs) Maybe you and I will learn a thing or two about how to have a conversation. You know, one of the hard conversations that sometimes we need to have with people. I will read you the rough draft of the letter that I've written, and then Heidi is going to give me her feedback and um, suggestions to make it make it better. So here's what I have so far. Dear Sir, I am writing you today from a heart full of gratitude and concern. I'm deeply thankful for all that Lifeway has meant to me personally over the years. I remember countless days planned around a stop at the Lifeway store in Cool Springs just to experience a Veggie Tales movie and check out the upcoming VBS materials and buy a new book for each of my kids. Now, I'm a 50-something-year-old woman, and I'm still so appreciative of the warm greeting that I receive every single time I step foot in a Lifeway store. Last year, you had the Compassion Trailer right in your parking lot. What an experience that was. You've done so much to bring the community together. You held that citywide prayer for such a time as this a few months ago, and now you're making it easy for us to be mindful to fill up shoeboxes for Samaritan's Purse at Christmas time and showing us, not just teaching us, about hospitality. It all means so much what you're doing at Lifeway. Also, I need to tell you that I'm concerned because I fear that your decision to pass on Amy Grant's new Christmas product seems to go against the grain of everything I know to be true about your company. I believe this is not going to draw in unchurched folks. I'm afraid it's only going to be repelling them. Honestly, it's rather upsetting to many believers, too, including me. But there is another option, one that would result in greater respect for your company as a whole and you as a man of God. From where I stand, you have the power of Goliath, and I am just a small unknown housewife with a few smooth stones. I have no intention of throwing anything at you, don't worry, but I am requesting your reversal of this decision. It's your witness that I'm thinking about. Many of my own friends and neighbors may venture into your store for that particular product and find themselves lingering because the tone you've set is very attractive. For this reason, I would like to make a humble appeal to you in person. Please allow me to come in this week so we can reason together. That's my letter. And also, I should tell you that Heidi and I met at a Starbucks here in Nashville, where we've had record high temperatures for the month of November. The day of our meeting, it was 70-something degrees, and we had to sit outside. We basically did not have a choice. So you'll hear cars rumbling by and motorcycles revving up and planes flying overhead and so much wind that it feels like our umbrella is just about to be torn apart or blown away. And a homeless man comes meandering up through the tables, but when he sees that we're recording something, he makes a beeline out of there. As always, when I'm with Heidi or any other of my many white-skinned friends, she chooses to sit in the sun, while I, like every other brown-skinned person on the planet, choose to sit in the shade under the umbrella. In addition to teaching me communication skills, Heidi also gave me some much-needed tech advice. while I'm checking her mic level. Here's my coaching session with Heidi Petak. And you have a family? Yes, and I have, um, my husband Brian and I have been married for 15 years and we have four boys. Can you hear me now? 
You know, it's weird. I can't hear you, but I see that you're here. Oh. I see a level on you. Oh, good. And you're right in the pocket of where you need to be, so okay. I'm just going to trust that Blair is going to be able to hear you when he edits this down. Okay. Because it's showing up. Okay. All right, so... Maybe only... Maybe put your other headphone on. Maybe it's in the other channel, on your ear. Oh, here. Yeah, Heidi, I might be you in are that so ear. so smart. If it comes through Let different me see. channels, <gasps> am I there now? That's it. that was it. <laughs> you know you were listening to it in mono, not stereo. Right. Thank you for enlightening me, Heidi. <laughs> Blair's gonna be so happy. That's so funny. That you helped me figure it out. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna get in the shade more. So cute. You like to be in the sun. I am totally I'm like opposite. soaking this up. <laughs> my Isn't vitamin that great? D. It's classic. I'm gonna make sure I have my fan ready for when I have a hot flash. So I have this letter and I would love for you to look over. And would love your feedback on it. Tell now, me. Now do what you, you know think. who you're writing to yet? Marty King. Okay. So can you say dear Marty? Yeah, that's King. what I was going to ask you. Is like, yeah, I would address I be him as personally as possible. Very, yeah. Good. I'll change that. Um, so what is your connection with him? How would he know you? Does he know you through Blair? Not at all. He wouldn't know you at he all. He doesn't know me from okay. Eve. <laughs> so I would say if, if you have any connection, I would write that connection first. I wish I did. Okay. I don't. I just read about his reaction to the Christmas record. I think your first sentence is good. I'm writing you today from a heart full of both gratitude and concern because you're um, giving him an idea of what the letter is about. So that's good. good. If you, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking for a second, well, maybe you should just start with the I have deep gratitude, but that feels a little bit like a bait and switch. Like you wouldn't mm. be letting him know I have both of these. Well, that's true. And I, want, I wondered if you thought that it was too much, like, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to butter him up before I drop the bomb, but, you know, there is something to be said for, like, affirming people before you confront them, Oh, right? very much, very much. So, I felt yeah. like that would be a good idea. Do you use the yeah, term affirmation sandwich? I've heard that, and I've heard... I've never heard that, but that's a great way to put affirmation it. Affirmation sandwich, so you affirm, sandwich. and then you confront, and Who then came up with that? There was a guy back in the 80s who told me to use that it's when I was breaking sandwich. up with a guy. Oh my goodness. Is that not hilarious? That's so funny. And I remembered it and I use it anytime I'm confronting someone you don't about know anything. Who said it? No, I should look that up. I know. It might be hard to trace it back to. Right. Well, he might have gotten it from somewhere else too. Yeah, I'm sure he read it somewhere. Oh, the compassion trailer. That's good. No, I love your whole first half. That's really, really good. Very good. So look at the second half is where I get to the concern part. Um, so you started the gratitude section with I have deep gratitude. Yes. So I wouldn't start this next section with also I'm concerned. Yeah. I think I would start it with um, maybe at the same time, comma. Oh, that's good. I'm at the same time, I'm concerned about a, a decision you have made that seems to go against the grain of everything I know to be true about you. That's good. This is your decision. Um, this decision, uh, well, you could use a colon or a semi, you could use a colon. 
there or a dash your decision yeah, that's to good. pass on Amy Grant's new Christmas product. So at the same time, I'm concerned because I fear that a decision you've made recently seems to go against the grain yeah. or contradict. Right. It seems to go against the grain of everything I know to be true about you. What do you know to be true about them? Well, all the stuff that I've affirmed up here that they're doing so much for the community. So summarize that. Um, Maybe in one sentence, say your heart for your community, um, the yeah, your outreach efforts, your your heart for community, and your efforts to reach the unchurched. Yeah, it's true. Uh huh. Now, when you say, I believe this is not drawing unchurched folks, help, help me understand what you meant by that. That, you know, the un- unchurched folks who might actually be drawn in to buy a product, specifically, say, the Amy Grant Christmas CD, those people, I feel like when they hear the news that a retailer is choosing to not carry a product because it doesn't have enough Christian or faith-based content, it, it just feels like a turnoff. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I were, I was trying to put myself in their shoes, because before I was a Christian, if I would have heard that, I would have thought, see, Christians are just judgmental and exclusive. Yeah, right. And it's about what you cannot do. It's a bunch of rules and regulations. So I just feel afraid that that is what is being conveyed. That's the message that's being received by the average Cool Springs shopper who says, oh, there's a Lifeway, you know, I'm going to go buy that CD. Mm-hmm. And then they go in and they're like, what? We don't You're not that. carrying that? Uh-huh. You know, I would be so perplexed and turned off, really. So is it, is it a... Christmas CD of secular songs, or are there some faith-based songs in it? There are several faith-based songs oh, there are. in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So and there's a few secular songs mixed in with. Right, and, you know, Baby It's Cold Outside is a duet that she sings with her husband, Vince Gill. It's adorable. Aww. That was the one I was waiting for, the mo- like, I was the most excited about. Yeah. Because right. I love his voice, especially with hers. And then, and hers has gotten lower and lower, you uh-huh. know, so it sounds awesome the two of them together but I think the ones that the retailer is really you know probably more concerned about from what I'm gathering from the articles that I've read and stuff it's the ones that are more the theme is melancholy Christmas okay so there's three songs in particular that are kind of that in nature melancholy sad sad, and they talk about loneliness and Mm. in the interview in fact she talked about how excited she was that the producers all had um, different stories of feeling lonely at Christmas time yeah and one of them said you know that's what I want to that's the kid I want to talk to is the kid who spent Christmas Eve alone like I did yeah and then another producer they all talked about experiences where they felt lonely and sad this was the first year after a loss yeah. Or, you know, there's always something right. memorable, significant that comes up at Christmas. So, 
So maybe they were to addressing that. Encourage LifeWay then that um, if there are other, if you can think of any other products that they have on the shelves that encourage people to process their emotions or that's to good. honestly feel their emotions. Yeah, like I know Voice idea. of the Heart. I don't know that LifeWay carries that one, but if there are other books that help people to process their emotions during the holidays. That's a great idea. Then this this would just be another one of those products that help someone to process their emotions. Because obviously that's part of the human experience. It is. I mean, whether we're talking about Christmas or not, but especially at Christmas, I would yes. think they would be more open to uh-huh. dealing with this kind of emotional perplexity, uh-huh. you know? Okay, so I'll look for other products that encourage and equip us as readers or consumers to process emotions, and I'll cite those. Anything else you see? Um, Yes. So when you say, I believe this is not drawing unchurched folks, I'm afraid it's only repelling them, I think I would instead cast a vision for... um, I can imagine that your desire is to have unchurched people come into your store and be, and that the Holy Spirit might speak to them through all of the books and products and various things that they see. That's good. And I'm writing this down. Perhaps uh, an artist like Amy Grant. Who's such a draw. Who is such a draw and is a a crossover artist that she might be what would bring somebody into a Lifeway store. Right. When they otherwise might not come in. Exactly, because she's so popular and she's already at number three. Right now, at the time of this interview, she's number three on the billboard charts. Say that. Okay. And I don't know that I would say, honestly, it's rather upsetting to many believers, too, because I'm sure he already knows that. And you're a believer, and you're upset by it. So right, I'm sure good. you are one of many, many voices that are saying the same that's thing. That's good. So I'll take that out. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably gotten a lot of complaints. So in this paragraph, you draw the parallel or and the analogy where he is Goliath, You say, you have the power of Goliath, and I am just a small unknown housewife with a few stones. Yeah. In that paragraph, you have positioned the two of you on separate teams against each other. So what if you thought of a metaphor that would put the two of you on the same team? Brilliant. Where you want the same thing. So instead of there being something between you that's keeping you from experiencing unity... You say, we want the same thing. Oh, that's great, Let's put it out here in front of us. What is this thing that we both want? That's so good. We both long for what? We both long for people to fully experience the presence of Christ wherever they are at Christmas. Yes. Whatever their emotions are, Christ is a part of that. It's not only when you have a smile on. It's that he meets us in our tears too. Right. And it is it's the human experience that we're speaking to 
that every it's universal. Everyone experiences that, whether you're churched or unchurched. Absolutely. And because you are a Christian, it doesn't mean that you don't experience sadness <laughs> at Christmas. Oh my goodness, no, no. So to to come up with a what's another metaphor that you can think of that would have the two of you on the same team? I'm thinking of like the disciples when they were going around the villages trying to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you know a few of them um, I'm thinking of they they got competitive with each other they wanted first place they wanted the throne right next to Jesus's in heaven you know they were constantly putting themselves first but it's like Jesus kind of put a hush over all that and just said you know, basically what you're reminding me that you guys are on the same team. But I feel like it needs to be something more obvious. Right. Where two people on the same team. What if, what if it was you both have the desire to be a part of passing out the food to the hungry people? Oh, yeah. But he's got the basket. He's got the product. He's got got the product in the basket. That's good, Heidi. And you don't have the power to pass the basket out. But if he says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to allow this basket to be passed out to all of these people, then you want to join him. You're, yeah. come, you're thinking of every creative way that you can to speak truth and life to the people around you and to your world. Oh, that's awesome. And you want to support him, and in, in all of the products that Lifeway offers, you have helped to pass those out. That's brilliant. Love, love, love that. I do. I want to support him. You want to, and you have in the past. Right. And you want to continue to do so in the future, but he's got the basket. Yeah, I love that. He's got the basket. I can help pass the basket. Yeah. That's great. And then we let God decide how to multiply the fish and the loaves. And yeah, you might look at the product and say there's not enough Jesus in there, but all truth is God's truth. That's right. And if there is truth in that record, which it sounds like there is, oh, gosh. then there is. Then God can use that absolutely to build His kingdom. Yeah, and to draw people who might not otherwise be drawn. That's right. At especially at a time like this, Christmas is a time when people are open to thinking about these things a little bit more. Than and how many people are? angry and sad and hurting and in pain and struggling After because of the election, election. and so this sad. is the time because there's going to be a lot of people that are angry all and sad and Just in pain all the like, way through the Christmas season yeah. and if we don't if we aren't able to have that conversation and if we're not able to be honest in the products that we offer about the human condition and where people are right now. So true. Then it makes it so narrow. So right. That is such a great point. I know. But to embrace 
all that we are as emotional human beings made in the image of God, it means that a Christmas album that has three sad songs on it is might be exactly what That's people exactly mean what to connect so with true. God right now and encounter Him in a so new way. So true. And, you know, I, I, I had the pleasure of speaking to Amy recently, and she said that her friends, she's played this for several people even before the release of the record, and her friends have said the sad songs are their favorite. Aww. Because it yeah. resonates with every, like you said, the human They're experience honest. of life to everyone, every human yep. that has a heartbeat and a pulse. Yes. So I and it's different because how many albums are out there at Christmas that are full of all happy songs? Yes. And I don't know about you, but it's always been a lonely season for me. Yeah. Because all our relatives were across a little pond. Mm -hmm. And when we would get out of school, even for like Thanksgiving holiday or Christmas break or whatever, we didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. We couldn't fly to India every, you know, right. holiday. And so we were alone. Mm. Dad kept working. He was a doctor, so he took all the shifts that he could take at the hospital. And my mom was just in survival mode learning to drive and speak English with wow. toddlers and oh. all our friends were at grandma's house or their aunt's house yeah. or, and, and we, you couldn't. we didn't have that. Yeah. So we watched a whole lot of TV, unwholesome TV. Mm. Right. But it was really lonely. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I have certain family relationships that are estranged right now. And so... Yeah. Christmas is going to be very hard for me. Wow. It'll be very sad, sad for me. And I know many other people that are in my same situation. And it's, your Christmas just doesn't look like the postcard. No. Not what you expect. No. And it, there's a lot of pain in it. And yeah, there are some very happy moments, but it's both. Right. It's true. It's both and for so many of us. Right. Heidi, thank you so much. I feel like this is going to really help me with my letter. You're welcome. Is there anything I'm else happy that to you help. can think of that I need to add or take away? Or um, I would be very careful in this line here where you say it's your witness I'm thinking about. I think I would keep, <laughs> I would keep it from pointing fingers and keep it more in the... Your, your whole position in this is we are all on the same team. Where is that line, Heidi? Um, it's it right here, almost to the end. It's right before you say, would you please consider repealing this immediately? Oh, here we go. Okay, so that's too offensive. <laughs> that's pointing fingers. Yeah, we don't want to point fingers. We want to say, hey, we're all on the same team. And yeah, man, I would love, I would love to be able to direct my friends and family to be able to find this at your store and not only that but my unchurched friends and who knows what god absolutely. can do absolutely that's great and to say i trust that the lord is leading you and i trust that you will take to heart letters like mine and others that you're probably receiving we're all on the same team for the gospel that's awesome and do you think heidi that it's a good idea for me to try to go and like, if this were my first initial contact, for me to go in person and try to meet with Mr. King, you think that's a good idea? 
Or you think I should just leave it at this? I would leave the option open and at the end say, I would love to come in and talk further with you if you would be open to it. Mm -hmm. I understand that you're a busy man. And so if this isn't possible, then maybe I, I could be wired and have you in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> and you just feed me my lines. <laughs> would you do that? I would pay good money to see you do that. That'd be awesome. Okay, that's funny. Heidi, thank you. This has been You're so much welcome. fun. I appreciate it. Yes. Anytime. Isn't she good? Some people are just born to do this, you know? I feel like I glean so much from Heidi every time I talk to her. And like I said, all these principles can be used in any of your relationships. So here is a summary. We talked about the affirmation sandwich. I am grateful is a good way to start out in this particular case. And then confront the issue head on. And then end with another affirmation. So affirmation sandwich, that's number one. Number two, keep it about me with I statements. Um, Again, in this case, it would be I feel concerned. That's always really important. It's not you did this, you did that. Okay, number three, even when she was unclear on something in the letter, the way Heidi brought it up to me was so diplomatic and gentle. She was already living this out. Um, She would say things like, tell me more about this. Man, this is something I need to remember when I'm in the heat of the moment. You know, this kind of thing just doesn't usually pop into my head when my husband and I are in the middle of an argument. So the first three are affirmation sandwich, keep it about me, and tell me more. Here's number four. Start with a letter, or at least write down everything you're going to say before you see the person face-to-face. Number five is ask good questions and like it. Number six is listen well. Don't be formulating your own answer when, while they're talking. Listen to what they're saying. Okay, number seven, encourage the other party with what you know to be true of them already. You know what? I would add to number seven, any kind of connecting point. Heidi brought that up in the beginning. How do you know this person, Marty King, or do you know him? And I didn't, but if you have known this person that you're thinking about confronting, I know you're already thinking of somebody right now you have somebody in mind, just like I do, think about your history with them and use that connecting point. It could be just something as simple as, uh, you know, I enjoy seeing you every Tuesday in Bible study or I don't know, just something, some kind of connecting point. I think that's important. Okay, number eight is convey your concern or fear or sadness from your perspective. Um, And using a metaphor, this is number nine, wait, is this number nine? Hang on. Yeah, number nine is use a metaphor to help you make your statement as clear as possible. Word pictures and stories really speak to people. It's, you know, it's been said that story is the back door to a person's heart. Number 10 is don't bring others in to fortify your argument. Like, where I was saying in the letter, many others are upset about this too. That's not necessary. Just speak from your own perspective. 11, be open to another conversation or a follow-up face-to-face meeting. Number 12, don't accuse, don't point fingers. 13, trust God with the outcome. And 14, make it clear that you're on the same team wanting the same things. And in my case, um, in this letter, it's to make known the name of God and to build the kingdom of God. I'll list these in the show notes so you don't have to write them down while you're on your walk. But 
I'm going to be sending in my final letter um, after adding the changes that Heidi suggested, and I'll keep you posted on what happens next. Maybe Lifeway will reply to my letter. Maybe they'll call me in for a meeting with Mr. King. Hmm. We'll just have to see what happens. Thanks again for joining me today. Let me know if you find one of these communication tips helpful this Christmas as you're rubbing elbows with someone who's maybe a little bit hard to talk to. Sometimes in order to have real peace, you got to be willing to make a little war. Of course, this does not apply to any relationship that you feel is abusive or unsafe. I really appreciate Heidi's honesty about the struggles that she has at Christmas time. What about you? What's it like for you this time of year? Do write in. I would love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram all the time. Facebook, here and there. (laughs) But I check Instagram constantly, trying to break that habit of, you know, at least drawing boundaries around that addiction, I should call it. It's my addiction of choice. I love Instagram. Here's a review I would love to share with you. This one is by... Mary A. Robin. Hey, love allows us to eavesdrop on honest conversations between friends as if they were casually chatting on a porch swing somewhere with a sidebar of Carthy's insight and wisdom on the subject. She's an encourager of vulnerability. Wow, this is great. I love to listen to Hey, Love in my car. Thank you, Mary. I so appreciate your review. If you've had a chance to listen to a few of our episodes and you like what you hear, please take a minute and write a sentence or two for us. Women especially put a lot of stock in what other women say and think, so your words really do matter. And you might help someone who might be looking for this kind of gospel-centered content, someone who really wants to learn about cultivating healthy relationships from a biblical worldview. So help point them here. I love reading these reviews. I wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas season. Next week, we're going to be hearing from Michael Easley, who's a world-renowned Bible scholar, who's also a major foodie and happens to be one of my pastors. You will love hearing from Michael. He's got a word of hope for the new year. You're going to love it. Heidi's tagline on her blog, which I'm going to post a link for in my show notes, is speak the truth in love. It's one of my very favorite verses of all time. It's in Ephesians 4, the 29th verse. It talks about speaking the truth in order to benefit the other person. That should always be our goal. That's the gospel-centered grace of communication. I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation around my letter, my approach, my confronting life way. Say a prayer for me, and I'll keep you posted. I'm going to read you a passage out of the Amplified. That's my favorite version, next to the Recovery Bible. This passage from Ephesians 4, I'm going to read from 26 down. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. But in your anger, don't sin. Don't let your anger cause you shame. And don't let it last until the sun goes down. And don't give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Don't let unwholesome, worthless words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech that is good for building others up according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, 
verbal abuse, malevolence. Be kind and helpful to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Study Ephesians 4 as you move into the holidays. Just another way for you to live out love. My thanks to the heroic, handsome, most talented rock star, keyboard player, producer, engineer extraordinaire, and my best friend, Blair Masters, for setting it all to music. And thank you for joining us. Come on back, and we'll talk more about how you can find your happy by living life more connected. Goliath and you being the housewife with a few smooth stones. So with that, sorry that, for the noise. Would you do that? I would do that. Would you do that? I would do that.